And we're back, back. Hi, my name is Sean Shaley. That's my friend Chris Ford, who waits tediously <laughs> to make sure that I've unmuted him when he says things as soon as I unmute him. Welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters. We're so grateful to have you today. First and foremost, Chris, if you don't mind, get the apology off my chest. I ruined last week. That's on me. Thanks for bearing with us in in taking an off week. Um, I'll ramble on I ruined, about I my ruined, crazy week it, after I ask Chris, how you doing, buddy? I ruined last night. We are supposed to record last night, <laughs> and I got, a, I got a headache, and I just fell asleep on the couch, and I wake up to, like, I must have a real headache. My phone was right by me, but for some reason, the vibrations didn't wake me. I got, like, random messages from Sean, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot all about that. Like, did you ever think that I was dead or anything like that? Uh, so I don't know <laughs> It this um, this I don't want to go TMI. You stop me as TMI. I have no way of contacting your wife, and the <laughs> only way I have to contact you would be like through your phone. So even if you are dead, I'd have to like call the police, and then they'd be like, "All right, what's the address?" And I'd be like, "Let me scroll through my messages real fast." And then like five hours later, I'm like, "No, no," because it's I mean it's a few messages back. So quite frankly. I would have a really hard time. I would have a better time just trying to remember where you lived and getting there from memory and driving you to the hospital than trying to describe it to somebody else or get a hold of your wife. Uh, I don't, does your wife have Facebook? I'm sure I could find her if she does. Uh, yeah. Okay, she... so that would maybe that would be the smarter avenue. Long story okay. short, I might have thought for a second, like, what if he's dead? But it's like, if he's already dead, what am I going to do about it? That's a good, good point. I'll just send my wife over tomorrow. She'd set him up with some plans and a little friends and family discount, maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's nice. I'm just saying it's a, it's an option we've got. Does she service the, the area that I live in? It's the same company as the one that there's like four or five of oh, okay. in, in Topeka. Same company. Okay. I mean, she doesn't have to handle it herself. I don't really... I, I don't want your wife to at Zoom that's, me or whatever. It's, no, that's a common well, thing because, I mean... I don't know how to say it nice. Like she got to see you naked if she does that part. So <laughs> that's a common thing. I'm like I want it to be somebody I know. Uh, you're yeah, not. Alone. That's a little just too personal. It yeah. is. Uh, for what it's worth, she actually doesn't do that part anymore unless she has to. Oh, anymore? Okay. Uh, she still, yeah, she still like pitches in and she has no issues with it. It's just not part of her current current role. But long story short, you're not dead. I'm really glad. You just ruined. I ruined a whole week. You just ruined one night, and you ruined it. You know, if you ruin it on a Friday. It's over. We can't do anything that week. It's it's too late. We're too old. We can't recover. Uh, but when you ruin it on a Tuesday, we got lots of options. Lots of options. So, uh, Chris, how you been? It's been like two weeks. I have been fairly good. Fairly good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Work is fine. Uh, there's there's this one guy at work is kind of a jerk, but my boss's boss is like hates him more than I do. Which I don't really hate him. Oh, he just hates me. He's like oh, that guy's a dick, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Thank you. Like, my, I feel like my boss's boss has my back. You can be uh, like, he is a dick, and you still don't have to hate him, but he can also still be a dick. That that happens. But uh, we've got more Avatar merch. I've gotten, uh, you know, we reviewed whatever episode ago. Well, I reviewed the McFarlane line. I got the Oppa in. Uh, he looks pretty, pretty good, pretty nifty. Uh, he's kind of small though, especially compared to uh, big old Oppa. The noise making one. Yeah, the noise making yeah. one. But, but that uh, guy looks he looks really articulate. Like look at that hair. Look at yeah, that fur. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that looks really Not good. I can grab that's the wrong word. Uh uh 
De- de- detailed? detailed, yeah. Just detailed. Yeah, here's the uh, to put it in size yeah. comparison. Let me back up a you're, little bit. You're really mm-hmm. talking, you know, a, a toy to a to a figure, though, right? Like noisemaker is big. Is... He's chunky. He's meant to be played yeah. with and enjoyed. Yeah, it's, it's okay, chunky. But, uh, yeah, here's chunky Appa, and his, here you can, you can tell how smooth he is. I don't think so. No, uh, it doesn't. It's got a few years. Him. Chris, I know yeah, exactly. I don't know how many years it's been. But I know it's been like 129 episodes. Oh, it has. Burr, Welcome burr, to the 129 episode. Right now, happy 29th episode. Wait, didn't somebody tell us we've had, we, we've done 100 episodes? Maybe somebody, somebody probably. I know that we've got a few guys out there that uh, guys and or girls who would probably be able to say, yeah, that's this is number 129, and we never celebrated number 100. So, Chris, happy 129th episode. Thank you. Got the yeah. Harry, fancy Harry Potter mug full of water to celebrate. Uh, other reason I'm happy. Also got the Aang with the glider. So that came in. Excellent. And, and it's okay. I might not take this one out of the box just because it displays fairly fine. And I don't know. Might be a good giveaway or something. But my most prized thing I got this week was a very impulse buy. And uh, it was this Lin Beifong oh. statue. She this is, is the fabulous. first... This is the first Avatar statue that they they ever made. Chris, which you is understand weird. how wildly appropriate it is uh, for this I week, know, too. Right? Yeah, that's beautiful. Honestly, like, I was looking at the pictures of it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a fine statue. Like, I came across it on eBay randomly. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got, got the impulse to, uh, to purchase it. I do really like it a lot. Like, she looks fabulous even on camera. Like, y'all got to understand yeah. that we're just watching through a phone camera. Well, mm-hmm. y'all can understand because you're seeing it, too, unless you're on audio. But, uh, no, she looks tremendous. Yeah. No, I, I really like it. I don't know which it's... Uh, I don't know. It, just make, it also just makes her character design seems a lot better. I can't wait till when one of these days when I do the character design reviews, con- competition contests of all the uh, of all the Legend Core characters like we do with Avatar. And I feel like Lynn is going to be high on my list. But uh, yeah, I get on board with that. I I have some toy commentary uh, related to my last week, but I'll I'll make sure and wait until you're done before I hijack the whole conversation. I am fairly fairly done. Yeah, excellent. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack temporarily. I'll try to do bullet points. But Chris had a crazy last week. On Wednesday, I decided to go. I didn't decide to go on. I I made the decision on Wednesday to on Friday go to MoGameCon in St. Louis. It is a medium-sized gaming convention. It's not a small one. It's a medium one in St. Louis, okay. Missouri. And it was great. And uh, uh, I didn't spend anything because I'm a cheapskate. Like, I actually made a few bucks. I sold a few things, bought a few things. But I did cross one table that had lots of uh, action figures from various shows. And some of the Avatar figures were there just like a hair above retail price. I don't know if we were talking. They were like, what are they, twelve ninety nine, And they had them listed at 15 the ones that you reviewed. And as I was looking, I was like, I know way more about these than I did exactly one week ago. I feel like <laughs> such an informed consumer. I've done the reviews, did the research. Uh, but no, it was great. Mo GameCon. It was mostly retro gaming and mostly reselling. It was a nice time and it's a convenient drive from everything. Loved it. Glad I finally went once. Uh, I got excited because I heard rumors today that N64 is coming to Switch. So I got in a Switch mode today where I played a bunch of the Switch. Uh... I had uh, I've I watched all of Infinity Train in like a week, and I think that was like two weeks ago now. 
I watched the mm. all four seasons. Really like season one. Season two through four are fine, but they don't have the same punch yeah. as one. Yeah. And then um, and then I'm like six episodes or seven episodes into Cowboy Bebop, and uh, I'm very unimpressed is too many. I don't. <laughs> I just don't care about it. I guess that's just what I'm, yeah. I, the show quality might and very well seems extremely high. There's great voice actors. The guy that plays the main character is you told me this. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, Amon. Yes, he plays yes. Amon. Steve Bloom. That one. I would have never remembered his name, but I remember. So the the voice acting is great. The music is great. Um, it's just a, a setting and sort of <laughs> takes itself seriously and enough in a way that I don't care about. But it was time to do that. Uh, I heard I got excited when speaking of Switch. I started playing Smash Brothers because I saw that news about last week about Toph being in that Nickelodeon Smash Bros. clone game. So I got into a Smash Brothers mood. And then last but not least, it is my wife and my right now as we speak, it is our ninth wedding anniversary that we're celebrating. And and I think that's tremendous because she has not gotten smart enough to leave me yet. And I think that's great. Mm. Thanks, yeah. Heather. She'll never watch this. But that makes it more genuine when I say that I do love her very much. And I'm, I could not be more proud or happy about anything in my whole life. It's my ninth wedding anniversary. I'm so stoked. Big plans for this weekend. Zero plans for this evening. That's why I'm spending it with Chris. Mm, good. Yeah. <laughs> that's my week. It's a crazy week. It's full yeah. week. Oh, uh, one other thing that's been making me happy a lot lately is that I've been rewatching Yu Yu Hakusho a lot. Um, Sean, you should watch that. It's a, it's a long show. I mean, it's like a hundred and something episodes, you know, typical anime thing. Is it but, on HBO? Uh, it's on Hulu. Okay. Um, uh, the but worst it's, uh, I think of it's, the streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's to me it's the best anime of all time possibly. I um, I am going to finish I will finish Cowboy Bebop cuz it is not that long. I don't think not. what is it, like 40 ups something like that. I think 26 maybe 30. Yeah, it's not that long. It's just two seasons. So I will finish it and then I will cut out my that nerd TV show time that I've always got one. I will watch Yu Hakusho show if yeah. it is dubbed, right? Not subbed. Yeah, dub is great too. Okay, great, fantastic. Yeah. I will watch you hack a show after I finish Cowboy Bebop. I think you will like the character of of Yusuke Urameshi. He's the main character. As long He's... as I I don't want to pronounce it because I'll just hurt that guy's feelings. Yeah, just just Yusuke. That's what they call Yusuke. Him. Yusuke. Got it. Yusuke, you okay? Yusuke. Yusuke. Come on. <laughs> That's um, fantastic. Yeah, and Excellent. I've been watching it with my daughter, which I really probably shouldn't be because they're really not for uh, for kids. <laughs> but and so far, it hasn't been like a big issue because like they've been fighting like monsters and stuff. And for some reason, like in my head, like when monsters get killed, it's not that big of a deal. But this this one season, like they're fighting humans, and humans bleed like humans bleed, and and how they well they bleed much worse in anime. I'm just like uh, <laughs> I might just watch some of these episodes by myself. If you remember which episodes to skip and stuff, that that's tremendous. That's tremendously uh, no detailed filler. parenting. Oh, which episodes to skip? When, yeah, I yeah, don't think the thing about the season is that I don't have a great memory of this season, <laughs> and so I really don't. I'm going in blind for some reason. Uh, for some reason, I usually skip the season. Um, at least on my last rewatch, I skipped it, and I don't have like the best memory of it. And so, in a way, I'm kind of watching for the first time, or I'm. Ingesting it in a more uh, thoughtful manner for the first time. 
What's but. the, I mean, you just said it might be the best anime ever, and you're skipping seasons? I mean, you gotta forgive me for being a well, little, little... No, that's a good point. Um, I've, I've come to that realization just the last time I watched it. I, I was kind of, what was I doing? Oh, I was, I was watching, I probably watched it like five years ago. I was watching episodes on my phone, kind of just here and there, and I just... For some reason, that season never stuck out to me. I was just trying to watch like my favorite of the of the episodes. You weren't like dedicated hardcore. You were just I want little happy time with my favorite TV show or one of yeah. my favorite TV shows. I there's a few. I think the only one I do that similar thing with is there's a few episodes of Futurama that I will specifically go pick out, and then sometimes it turns into just watching you know the next one after the next one. But I get yeah. that feeling. Uh, well, hey, uh, I'm glad that you've been watching that, and I will. There's there's less time, but there's still always time, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Unfortunately, there is no football on, and during that time, there's time for, there is time for cartoons. Uh, Chris, today we're talking about The Metal Clan, and it is from Book 3, Change, and Chapter 5, in The Legend of Korra. And I think, personally, that this is a very... Not that any part of this season is not exciting, but I'm excited about this episode because it feels like a very big turning point in a couple of different ways. And, mm. uh, not trying to like give too much away on feelings or anything like that, but it, it feels like things ramp up in from this episode onward. Things really start moving fast. So I'm really excited to talk about this episode. Yeah. I agree. Man, it's been a while since we reviewed an episode. i got to remember how to do it. It does. Uh, I have to remember how to switch between the next slides here. Oh, my goodness. My display's all zoomed in. It's crazy. What the heck is geez, going what on? What are you doing, Sean? I, you know, I actually don't know. I thought I knew, but I don't. Why yeah. is it? So, everything is so big and blown up on my screen for some reason. That's horrifying. I'll figure it out. It'll it'll come. Maybe. Um, there it is. Right. Ha, I got it. I'm about to say, I don't see it yet. Oh, you, oh yeah. You didn't do anything for the... <laughs> for the thing. Oh, I totally did something. You did something? Okay. You went straight to... Aha, okay. Wait, Here we go. Where am I? This is all backwards. Now you're giving away, giving away to all the scores. I know, Sean. I'm so embarrassed. I'm definitely cutting this part out. <laughs> well, we'll see how motivated I am as to whether or not I actually cut That's it That's true. I got okay, like slides out of order and everything. Uh, okay, y'all just pretend order. you didn't see that. You didn't see anything. You know what? And to be fair, I haven't changed the slides anyway, so you can see it and y'all don't even know. Doesn't matter. Because I haven't mm-hmm. fixed them yet. Uh, nope, got some slides out of order there. My bad. Here we go. The metal clean. All right, so Team Avatar is tracking down airbenders, and they notice there are some in the metal city of Zalfu. It's interesting when you first hear that, you're like, the metal city. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of a um, sick name. Yeah. And so they go to uh, Fu and they uh, they first get in contact with this guy who's kind of like the ambassador or whatever. He's like, oh, wait, they go with Lin because, you know, Lin met up with them previously because she's trying to protect Korra from the Red Lotus. And Lin is like, it's so funny because Lin is, is so off-putting and, and so like. I just want to point out that I hate Lin in this episode and the next episode. I think you're I think supposed, you're supposed to. to. Yeah, you're okay. supposed to. <laughs> uh, but and I, it uh, works because I do. Uh, so they go to Jafu. At one point, Bolin was like, "Lin, a whole city made of metal. You must be like 
in paradise and she's like metal big whoop whatever <laughs> you're kind of wondering like why is lynn like this um and you just think it's kind of lynn at, at a point and then and they meet there's something else they say it's very explicit like it's almost too heavy-handed i think for my taste uh, but whatever it, but they say oh, like she's... you ever been there before and she's like no not familiar or, like but she's it's very yeah awkward. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yes. immediately they're like like hitting you in the face with this Lynn yep. doesn't want to go this specific city <laughs> and then she tells him like don't tell anyone I'm here yeah and, then, and then like alright whatever why don't you chill out a little bit uh, so Cora and the crew goes and, and meets uh, Suyin and, uh, and then but Ai Wei the ambassador guy you know whispers to Suyin pretty much tells her that they're lying that someone else came with them. And then she was like, well, why'd you got, why would you lie and, and say that someone's here with you? And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, the chief of police. Oh, well, how did you know? And then she's like, oh, well, Ai Wei is a truth seer. He can do, you know, one of toss abilities and that's telling people are lying, which that's interesting that, that just metal bending or just Toph, I feel like has branched different parts of, of bending, right? Like she could do all those things. She could, Metal bench, she could truth see, she could seismic sense, but some people can't do all three of those things. Most, like even her daughters. Most people, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know of another person who can do all three of those things. Well, they like, say like Aang one can, in a hundred can metal band, and we've mm-hmm. only seen you know two what tr- two truth seers, uh, yeah, two or three seismic senses. You know, Toph, you are yeah, a wild believe, girl. yeah, Toph, Aang, Suyin, and Lin can size some sense. Um, yeah, Is other than it that, fair to say that, uh, and you'll probably disagree to some extent, and that's fine, but seismic sense and truth seeing feel very related. Yeah, uh, just the ability, probably... you know, sensing somebody's pulse essentially through their body and then through the ground or what have you. Uh, that feels really related. Metal bending, kind of its own branch, but I don't know. Yeah. I would call it. I, I, yeah. I could see that. I mean, it's it's clearly two different things because yeah. Aang couldn't tell people were kind of a related, uh, a related I would think that they're closely related. Yeah. yeah. A smaller branch or two smaller branches on one bigger branch as opposed to metal bending off on the other side. I don't know. It's yeah. really cool and Toph is really cool and you have to wonder out loud how much of that was uh, amplified by her by her blindness. How much of that she mm. discovered or developed because of being blind just yeah. out of curiosity not really for any other reason <laughs> alright so I feel like throughout this season I've had like these every time someone comes up there's several times with Suyin that I had a random theory and it did not prove to be true which I'm glad that I'm glad that neither one would prove to be true I'll get to one of them in probably like two or three episodes or so but when <laughs> when Cora says oh we're here with Republic City Police Chief uh, Lynn Bayfong. And then, and Sienna's like, Lynn's here? Oh, no, no. Cora just says, we're here with Republic City uh, Police Chief. And then Sienna says, Lynn's here? And then, you know, she says it in such a personal manner. And Cora's like, yeah, do you know her? And then Lynn is like, so she didn't tell you about me, did she? My first, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound weird or anything. My first <laughs> instinct was that they're like ex-lovers i don't know if anyone else felt felt that at first 
Right, right away before but, you get but, any context or anything like that. Yeah, before I got any context. Like, just when someone says, like, oh, they didn't, she didn't tell you about me. That phrase, for some reason, it sounds like in my head. Piece. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that wasn't the case because I love their sisterly yeah. relationship. Some of those episodes <laughs> have been also, way weirder. Yeah. Um, That's fair. She says, she says, I'm, I'm Lynn's sister. And then so Lynn comes in. It takes me then, longer to develop a theory than the amount of time in between saying, oh, she didn't tell you about me and I'm Lynn's sister. Yeah, like, okay. you're, you're on a theory like that. I'm like five minutes was, later, I'm just processing like, oh. Like, uh, you know the episode of Joey where he figures out that Chandler and Monica are together because of the conference <laughs> thing? That's me Hilarious. like five minutes after anything happens that should occur sooner. Uh, there's so many great, like, Random Friends moments. That is like the whitest show that I love. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's very white. <laughs> uh, white. Like, I'm gonna call that white. Uh, white primetime dinner TV. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I you know, it's, it's fun. There's a, a a comedian that that I follow called Kevin Stage, and uh, he has a podcast and he has this other. He has this like segment where. People gather around, mostly black people, and they'll discuss something that is unpopular opinion. Like one time, he was he was like, "Listen, y'all, Arby's is great, and I don't get what y'all don't like about Arby's." And I didn't know this, Arby's but apparently, I love Arby's. But apparently, in some segments of the black community, they look down on Arby's, and I I do not. I love Arby's. <laughs> I did not get. I did not discover this until recently. Uh, like I was on Twitter or something, and and uh, and Black Twitter was was throwing shade at Arby's. Um, same way they were shaded Dasani Water. I don't know why people don't like Dasani Water. I love Dasani Water. Um, not that I love it, it's just water. I mean, water is water. I was gonna say I part. love it as much as I love literally yeah. any other water. <laughs> in but, the same. <laughs> but this one girl, she had her segment, and she was like, "Y'all, I don't don't hate me here, but." I like, and you know, they do it in a comedic kind of fashion way. Yeah, and she, I mean, she's serious about it. She's like, but I tend to like white comedies over black comedies. I, I don't know what to tell you guys, but that's true. Like, I like friends more than I like living single. And then they're all like, friends is just a copy of living singles. <laughs> like, it's just a copy of it. <laughs> she's like, listen. I, I just I just love Phoebe more than I love this one character. Like I just I just can't take it. And I'm kind of like the same the same way. Like there's so many white copies, and I know I'm like man, this diversity on this show is is, is crappy and it non- sucks. It's not and... crappy. It's non-existent most <laughs> yeah, no, of the time. Just... But I still... <laughs> but anyway, I don't know how we got on this. Uh... Man, I, I don't either. Talking about Joey, uh, it's right. funny. Heather just That's watched right. the Friends reunion last week, so we're. Uh, we've kind of been in a friends mode lately. What's the yeah. blacker show I like? I have to think about that. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, and then yeah, when they when they show like the guests on a friends reunion, someone's also like, man, they're really consistent. This is like the widest reunion ever. Also, because um, <laughs> they had like one black person on the show, and I was like Aisha Taylor, who was like dating Ross, and that never felt real anyway. Um, felt like a like a couple of filler yeah. minor arcs, yeah. Well, one thing I'm so, so so I didn't watch the Friends reunion. 
Oh, for some reason I wasn't that She just told me I probably wouldn't enjoy it, so I did. Not that it's bad. She just knows when I won't care about something. So the Fresh Prince reunion was great. Like I think I cried watching the Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, we talked about the Fresh Prince reunion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, I actually still haven't watched that either. But I think I'm actually scared of the feels. Right? I don't. I don't Mm want to feel feelings. Well, no, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil passed away, and so they have like a good segment about. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, about the actor who played Uncle Phil. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I would be like, which is probably why I've avoided yeah. it. I'm sure it would hit me pretty hard in the field. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, back to Legend of Korra. <laughs> so, <laughs> Arby's is um, great. Back to Korra. Yeah, Arby's is great. Honestly, Except I don't know. I don't like that they default put that weird sauce on their sandwiches because sometimes I forget to ask for it not on there. Is it like a honey mustard or something? And I forget to ask for it. Off. But that's on me. That's on, operator on what sandwich. On basically on... every chicken sandwich, and it's like okay. a honey mustard that most people mm-hmm. probably love, and I just don't. So, but that's on me. You know, that's they used to do chicken cordon bleu, and they don't anymore. I used to love their chicken cordon bleu. I I don't remember it specifically, but I'm sure I ate it, and I'm sure I loved it. Yeah. Okay, I went so, to Taco Bell for the first time in like a today? year and a half, maybe two years. I no, uh, last week. And I went and I ordered a caramel apple empanada, and they no longer carry caramel apple empanadas. That's a weird thing to go back to Taco and Bell for. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I'm like, Sean, I love their caramel apple empanada, but they don't carry it anymore. I go reason. to Taco Bell, I get the exact same. And, you know, sometimes I joke about these things because we know I'm kind of stupid with my foods. But when I talk about Taco Bell, I'm not joking. I get the exact same thing. Every time, and it is a number seven chicken. Now it's an iced tea. It used to be a soda, but I'm stopping on the soda. But number seven chicken quesadilla. With I, was like, I love chicken. Yeah, I do like their chicken quesadilla, and I don't feel it doesn't feel sluggish afterwards like most other Taco Bell. It's a little feel. thinner on like the on the meat and the beans and all the heavy stuff that that mm-hmm. makes you fall asleep instantly. Yeah. Okay, back to Legend of Korra. For real, for real. I said my for penis. real this time. Yes. Um. Okay, so they meet Suyin Beifong, and immediately, like, um, Lin is just like not getting along with her at all. Like, they talk about like the Earth Queen and world events, and Suyin Lin is like, "Oh, look, my little sister is now an expert on foreign affairs." Like, you haven't talked to your sister in since she was like sixteen. <laughs> um, like, she could she. She could be a completely different person by this point. But Lynn is still harboring a lot of feelings that we don't know exactly what's that about right now, but she's clearly harboring these feelings. Uh, oh, and then you come to find out that the new airbender is Opal, which Opal is the daughter of Su Yen Beifong. And um, yeah, she seems to have like a crush on Bolin. And Bolin. Also wants to reciprocate that crush, even though at first he's like, no, nah, she's she's not my type. Which <laughs> really like, caught me off guard. I didn't like yeah, that I don't, part. Yeah, that was weird. I don't like it either. I don't like it. Come on, Bolin. You know damn well she's your type. Yeah. And Michael's like, well, who's your type? Crazy ice princess or stupid mover chick? Pretty much. Yeah, no, and, he uh, did. <laughs> yeah. That's what you know. Um, what? That's that's good brother material. Like I was like, would I have the heart to do that for my brothers? And I'm like, I don't know, but that that was great. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, yeah. New... So we we meet we meet her family. Um, we meet her 
her uh, her two twin sons. I forget their names. Uh, we meet her oldest son and her husband. And then we meet uh, Huan, which is like the artistic um, golf <laughs> one. Wayne Wen, that's the twins' names. And then Batar Jr. Um, and she seems to be like a really good mother. Like she talks to, wait, no, that's not with Cora. She talks to Cora about her family. And so that's the next episode. Mm. They, but, they bleed together a bit just because they they're do. in the yeah. exact same setting and yes. same art. And, and watching the commentary, this is easily a part one and part two. Like they talk about it like, oh, yeah, it's like a two parter. <laughs> and then it uh, yeah that's it what definitely they, it could have easily been and it feels like a two yeah part like the the show does not wrap up the storylines does not wrap up at the end of this episode absolutely at not. all <laughs> um oh, I was gonna say something oh Varric comes back <laughs> I was so excited and Varric I I think I even messaged you earlier Varric in this episode is just pure gold. Everything that comes out of his mouth is brilliant in this episode. Yeah, he... <laughs> like, he just comes out of nowhere. And then, like, no one seems to really react to it all, like, the way I think they should react to it. Just probably one person. Is it just Korra or just Mako, one or the other? Like, a kiss, but everybody else is, like, super chill about it. Pretty much Lin. Lin's just like, Lin. you're harboring yeah, a yeah, fugitive? Yeah. I'm trying to keep the health tar safe, and you're harboring a fugitive? Just, like, relax. Calm down. Like, everyone deserves a second chance. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I, I don't, I don't fault so you for this, but it, it is. And I wouldn't really change it because it is so in line with Farrakh's character. But I'm always of the mind, like, all right, characters in order to redeem themselves, you know, they need, um, in order for a villain to redeem itself, they need either uh, some type of uh, retribution or. Or um, re- redemption. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying the same words over and over again. And no, that made sense to me. Uh, um, and uh, he kind of just <laughs> just leaves. All right. No, he, when he busts in the door, he say so busts in the door, and I, is it Lynn? She's like, "What are you doing here?" And his response: a "Great question. What is any of us doing here, really? Yeah, what is any of us doing?" Which he, just hearing him say that, like uh, right out, is like, "Oh, he's a changed man." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they have the conversation and they talk about him like being broken out of prison. He's like, no, the universe decided to set yeah. me free. It's just, uh, I, you know, I watched this episode <laughs> three or four or so weeks ago, whenever it was. You, yeah. This episode where he goes like, a man has a right to blow up his own building. And this might be the one. Yeah, I think that was in this one as well. Okay. No, it, he just, every every second he's on screen in this uh, episode, I was smiling real hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's great. What is any um, of us doing here, really? <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's like most of the story when it comes to to Lynn, to, to the uh, Metal Clan storyline in this episode. It's a in lot of setup. Right? Oh, um, at one point, Cora trying to play the mediator. She's like, hey, Lynn, like, got someone you might want to meet. And it's Opal. And then Lynn is like, get out of here. And at that point, I'm like, Lynn, come on now. You didn't have to do that to yeah, Opal. That's the part She's where, again, I know you're supposed to. And so I hope I'm not alone. But yeah, I hate Lynn in this. You know what? Let me preface yeah. something overarching really quick is that uh, I, I hate Lynn in this episode. And then, you know, like in the flashbacks in the episode, I hate Su Yin as well. 
But for mm. almost everything included, I'm one of those people that tends to point the finger at Toph that it's kind of maybe mostly sort of Toph's fault as a parent. But no, that that's accurate. Different, might be a different discussion for the next episode or something. But just when I say yeah. I'm just trying to, I don't hate, I love Lynn as a character. But when I'm saying like I hate her in this episode or next episode, I'll complain about Su Yin also. Really, I'm pointing the finger at Toph. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- that's Let's most see. of A plot. Where, and then B plot yeah. would just be uh, back so, on your Temple Island. Yeah. B plot. Uh, they're back on our Temple Island. Um, Milo is doing a training <laughs> and uh, and they get a new person. And he comes in, shaved head. And I mean, we're supposed to know it's him. Like, even Mike and Brian was like, oh, so Mike and Brian in the commentary was saying that they originally actually, uh, originally, they originally storyboarded a whole scene of them at like a hideout or the Red Lotus at a hideout. And, um, and Ming Hua is like using her water hands to shave his hair. <laughs> and then they're like, it was a really cool scene and stuff, but I don't know, we didn't really need it. And, and it might just been cooler for him just to show up out of nowhere at Air Temple Island. And uh, and maybe some people might not catch on quickly that it's here, and so you get that nice little uh, surprise if you weren't expecting it. Um, I, I, it. It did catch me off guard this time, but I remember the first time that I saw the show that it did catch me off guard a little bit because they don't, you know, they don't preface like it's a it's a neat surprise. Uh, at least I I can vividly remember that feeling from my first watch through. Mm. They don't lead to that in any way. Yeah. Um. I. I will say I was a little disappointed when I first watched it because I love his character design with the long hair. I think it's kind of, uh, um, it's really cool. And uh. Oh, in the commentary, <laughs> so they had a writer on, and she was saying that like Henry Rollins was the voice actor for for Zahir, like he was like really uh, active and really involved. Like he would ask a lot of questions uh, to her to the writer because she would be in there while they were recording. And then Mike Bryan was like, "Yeah, it was actually really interesting. Like whenever we get like a a pers- a celebrity or or like a high." caliber actor like we can't even like audition them like their agents are just like you just gotta give the role to them like they're, they're not gonna audition for something uh usually and then he said that henry rollins was like no i want to audition for it and like and so he he uh and he also like interviewed with mike and brian for like 30 minutes and just asked him about the character and everything and they're like yeah he really dug the character he's really into it and uh, so he sent us an audition tape, even though he didn't have to audition. Like this is all he was like, this is all just for the audition. <laughs> and then he told us like, hey, if if you want me to do anything else, if you got any notes, please tell me, I'll, and I'll send you a, a different audition tape. So he was really adamant on playing, uh, playing to here. Uh, and uh, we talked a little bit about that previously. And even though if I might get some of Zahir's voice acting quality, that's still a very impressive story. From the actor side of things, that's fantastic dedication to the game, right there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he breaks in. Well, not breaks in. He sneaks into Air Temple Island and he trains uh, under Milo. And he does the whole, you know, the spinning doors really well. He even bows to Milo, which is kind of 
Interesting. I feel like Tenzin, not Tenzin, uh, I feel like Zaheer actually has an appreciation for airbending culture and everything. He, he tells Mila, like, the student's only as good as the teacher type of deal. Um, now there's a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and things get creepy. He, he, like, breaks into, he sneaks into uh, Tenzin's study and grabs, like, a locket that has Guru Lahim on it. And it has, and this is the first time he reads from it. It says, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember exactly. Um, Empty, enter the void. Something thy earthly planet. tether, unbound thy earthly tether. Uh, Let go your earthly tethers. Go, yeah. Enter the void, become the wind. Yes, that's what it is. And, uh, and then Icky is there. She's like, no one should be in daddy's study. And she's like, what do you have? And then he's like, this is the locket of the great Guru Lahima. And then uh, Kaya gets there. And Kaya is kind of weird, too. One thing this whole situation is weird. Anytime there's a grown man uh, by a little girl, it just, it just gives you, even, even if there's nothing nefarious happening, it just gives you that creepy feeling. Um, not necessarily like a creepy, like, like a uh, predator. Let's feeling. call it like a sense of, just a sense of dread. Like, uh, yeah, that might even be a little too strong, but somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, um, just kind of, just kind of like a big bad wolf with red, little red riding hood kind, kind of deal. Um, which I guess is true because like he's he's in disguise as as not to hear, and the uh, and Kaya kind of questions him like, "You seem pretty knowledgeable for a person who just picked up airbending skills, and you went through that obstacle course like a pro," and then he pretty much just just uh you know commented it off and then she you know put two and two together real quick she says here and then she you know they fight and stuff and she and it's a really cool fight like she does the whole she does a ring around her and she's like throwing ice at him and he air bends out of there um in a really kind of cool fashion he steals the uh, he steals a, a glider which i believe that's ang's glider I might be wrong on that. I never it thought like, of it. He did, I, like, I know he stole a glider, but it never put two and two together. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Looks like, looks like Aang's second glider. I don't know. It's like blue. And it might not be the same one. I feel, I, for some reason, I always had that thought that it was the same glider. And then they fight outside. Now, I would say, like, I didn't expect... I would have liked it to be more of a draw, but it seemed like Kai lost. And uh, I would have liked probably to be more more of like a draw. Great fight, nonetheless. Just curious why why you would have wanted it that way. I I don't know if I have a preference. I well, because she because she is like the daughter of Katara, right? She's like the best water. She's probably a top three waterbender in the world at at this point. And uh, and he, I I have no problem with him being a good airbender. Um, a great airbender. I just would have liked it. Just would have put her on on a certain scale. Uh, <laughs> you know, this a this is me being like having a bad memory and just being ignorant, and that's fine. I'm okay with. Uh, I accept that. Has she? I don't know that she's given us a ton of indication that she is like I, like she an extremely competent waterbender, sure, but like top three or four. That seems. Ex- I don't feel like we have any evidence I, of that, do we? I am just. Uh, projecting Katara's skills okay. onto her, like what I think she should be. Okay, that's fair. 
Uh, it just feels like she hasn't done a lot of so uh, you, super intensive fighting to this point. No, so. and we, and we haven't seen it. Um, but we put in comparison, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Zaheer fights Tenzin in episodes down the line. And Tenzin, I feel like, on the 1v1, wins the fight. Not easily, but actually, I think he kind of wins it pretty easily. And so I feel like Tenzin and Kaya should be relatively the same level of skills and, and strength in their, uh, in their bending. But in my head, so in my head, Zaheer should have lost to Kaya if, if they are. That's bad. I, I... It's enough projection that I, I I feel like, you know, plenty of wiggle room to be explored, but I get where you're coming from, at least. But, but uh, he gets away. And, uh, but it's a great fight. Uh, yeah, it's pretty quick. It's not real long, and it doesn't feel like he's interested in prolonging a fight. No, he's not. Yeah, he yeah. just, so. He's uh, on a mission. But it's pretty quick. Yeah, because when he gets there, he's like, oh, when will the Avatar be joining us? And she's like, oh, you know, she, they broke off. She broke off from Tenzin and they're somewhere else. She's like, oh, I really wanted to meet her. Like, yeah, he's, he's, his, his goal, his mission isn't right now to cause mischief or to harm people necessarily or to kill people or to cause, well, eventually it's to cause chaos. But that's not his mission right now. His mission is to capture Korra. Yeah. And like I said, it doesn't seem like he's interested in pursuing uh, an extended fight or hurting uh hurting kaya or anything like that yeah i think that's pretty much up so yeah i think so in that case let's knock out some ratings yeah they probably already seen all right i know this is the ones they probably saw the other episodes and not this one's coincidentally (laughs) oh (laughs) they'll forget about Uh, it by next week right yeah all right i'll visual give it eight um i think the fight scene is really good that's one thing that sticks out a lot um Zhao Fu uh, as a city looks gorgeous. Um, also, there's like the music in this episode was very subtle, but it was really good. Um, so I gave it eight. Story seven and a half. This I feel like this one it, it definitely is the part one to the part two that comes later. There's a lot of build up in this episode, uh, so I gave it a seven and a half. Even though I love, I absolutely love uh, family conflict and, and strife. Um, in there, and and the uh, the Zaheer storyline has been you know is moving along there also. Uh, memorable seven and a half. These this this one episode here, I no, it's not that memorable to me. Like I, I watch it every time. And I feel like I have to watch it every time. But I, I just I think I know because I know things are about to pick up. I'm always ready to just fly by this specific this episode. That's so it comes out to be a 7.7 out of 10. And 7.5, you know, it's not like you're being harsh. That's a very reasonable yeah. score. Uh, I feel like this episode really, it, I just, uh, something about it makes it feels like it opens the gates, uh, metal, metal pun intended, to the rest of the story. So even while it's not crazy in here, um, I just really enjoy it and it sticks in my brain. So audiovisual, I love the sights, I love Zafu, I love the music. Uh, interesting how each of the children has unique traits and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. So I went 8.5, even thought about scratching at 9, but stuck at 8.5. Story, same. I can tell there's build-up. There's not a lot of payoff, but you can tell that something uh, something good is building up, at least for part two of the not two-part episodes, so 
memorable. Uh, this pretty funny episode, not like, I don't know, not, not heavy-handed comedy, but like kind of a charming comedy, fun written dialogue, that kind of stuff. And that sticks in my brain as well as, again, seeing it as kind of that gateway. So uh, really like it. 8.1 on that front for me. That brings our combined total to 7.9, a very respectable number for a story that's missing about half of its story. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. Well, hey, I, have no real, I feel like I have no real complaints about this episode. Yeah, I, there, I mean, there's nothing that really, I don't know. It just it's, it's a good episode. It's fine. Nothing yeah. stands out as great or bad. It really, if it if it suffers, it's just because it maybe should have been a two parter just for the Beifong parts, mm. yeah. uh, just for the Lin parts. But that being said. We would split it into two anyway, just to make sure that you had to come back and talk to us. That's not true. We break two-parter episodes together, don't we? Okay, I lied. I retract that statement. Never mind. Uh, but that being said, still come back and watch next week's episode anyway, because we will do, uh, what is it called? Old Wounds, which you have already seen. We have the PowerPoint for. No, you didn't. You didn't see anything. Just ignore that. Uh, we were here yesterday. You didn't see anything or whatever that Jedi mind trick thing is. I've been really wanting to play KOTOR again. Different topic for a different day. Chris, final thoughts on this episode or premonitions of the coming one? I look forward to the next one. Uh, you might be able to guess, but uh, me, not so much. Hashtag, really interesting. Hashtag Man, feelings, we're Chris. Be different on these? Okay. Hashtag feelings. It's not. It's oh. not really that. Uh, it's not that exacerbated, but we do flip-flop a bit. But come back next week and find <laughs> out just how much. In the meantime, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. We are Avatar The Last Podcasters or Last Underscore Podcasters on all the social mediums. Chris has been on a tear of like sharing great toys and stuff lately in there, and that's fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Uh, not toys. Pardon me. Action figures. And um, come check us out there. And, yeah, that's it. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I wonder how many people listen to this.